On today's show, does Luka Doncic want the Mavericks to make big roster changes? He denies it. Mark Cuban denies it. I'll tell you why they're both wrong. Coming up on today's Like on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it It's good. And the Mavericks have won the game. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. And the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let me know what's one roster move that the Mavericks have to make. Not just you think they should make, one they have to make. Isaac is out, still visiting family. He will return tomorrow and you know we're going to dive all into those rumors more tomorrow as well. That Luka Doncic wants the Mavericks to make big roster changes, wants to upgrade, has to upgrade at the trade deadline. We'll talk a lot about that tomorrow. I'll touch on it today for sure. We'll also today talk about the Mavs versus Hawks game. Mavs fall in that one. During Finney Smith, Josh Green return. How did they look? How come the Mavericks can't play any defense? What did the Mavs say after the game? We'll talk about all that today. Let's get into it. Luka Doncic, according to ESPN, sources tell Tim McMahon that Doncic, who hasn't shown a desire to be involved in personnel matters in the past, has strongly indicated he wants the Mavs to upgrade before the February 9th trade deadline. Now, this this is not just, all right, we got to make a move. You got to change something soon. It's He wants the Mavs to upgrade the roster before the trade deadline. February 9th, that's coming up. That's like really close to now. How many how many weeks are we talking? One, two, three. That's three weeks from now that the Mavericks would have to upgrade the roster. And they don't have a lot of pieces to do it. You guys have listened to us. You, you listening have listened to us talk about trades, things that they can do. The big thing is they can't trade any of their first round picks this year if they want to make a huge upgrade this offseason. I was talking to a couple listeners today at the game and I was like, I don't think they're going to make any big moves. They, they agreed. They're like, yeah, I just don't think that they can. They can't trade any of those firsts. If anything, they have to go get more assets to be able to go get somebody this offseason, because it has to be this offseason to make the big, the big move, right? Sid from from Toy Story, the big one, right? Like they have to make the big move <laughs> this offseason. But if Luca, if sources tell ESPN that Luca strongly indicated he wants the Mavs to upgrade the roster before the, the trade deadline. So then Mark Cuban comes out and <laughs> replies to Tim McMahon in some, in some form or fashion, probably through an email, maybe a text, and says, quote, Tim McMahon got it dead wrong. Luca has never suggested, asked, demanded, or discussed changes to the roster. Luca and Nico Harrison have a great relationship. They talk almost daily. Luca knows exactly what we have going on and is very supportive. That's Mark Cuban talking about these reports from Luca. And then after the game, Luca says <laughs> Luca says this about the quote. Luca, there's a report that came out today about you uh, expressing to the Shout front to office or you know that you'd like to see roster change. Mark came out and he talked about it. I know in the past you've told told us like you want to leave those decisions to the front office. Is that still the way you're approaching um, you know, kind of your, your relationship with, with Nico and with Jason and with Mark? I mean, obviously, I know people who are next to me, I mean, yeah, who I talk to, they know that's not true. Uh, I didn't say nothing about that. 
uh, but uh, I talk to Nico, I talk to Finn more than I used to, uh, but that's not just the way I talk to them. So we have the great communication and that just stays between us. So Luca says, you know, people who are next to me, who I talk to, they know that it's not true. Like the people closest to me know that that report is not true of me. He said, I talked to Nico Harrison. I talked to Finn, who's Michael Finley. who's in the front office. He said, I talked to them more than I used to, you know, and that's just the way I, you know, I talked to them. We've been in great communication. Fine. Great. Like that's what Mark Cuban said too. Ni- Luca and Nico have great relationship. They talk almost daily. That's what Mark Cuban said. Okay, cool. I think that they're both wrong. <laughs> I think Luca and Mark Cuban are missing the point on this. They are honing in specifically on Luca making a demand of the front office. Luca saying, we got to upgrade at this point in some kind of like, uh, okay, we, we have to, uh, a, uh, all right, we have to do it by this certain point, right? Like we have to, we have to do it by the February 9th trade deadline or else. Okay. Like some kind of demand an ultimatum They're They're denying that Luca is making an ultimatum. Of course. If you've watched Luca at any point this year, if you've watched him on the court, it, are you listening? <laughs> if you've watched Luka Doncic play with JaVale McGee at all this season, you know for sure that Luca wants the Mavericks to upgrade this roster. Of course he does. Of course the Mavericks want to. They want to upgrade the roster at every chance they get. That's why you're in this game, right? You're not in this game with Luka Doncic, having Luka Doncic be this good, touting him, displaying him all over town on billboards and everything to not go to the Western Conference Finals last year to not try and make this roster better. Which is why it drives me and Isaac so nuts sometimes when they're like, the Mavs have never tried to make the roster better. Well, of course they have. They've failed. they failed several times. They know it. They've moved on from some failures. Kristaps Porzingis. They tried to move on from, from, from the Jalen Brunson thing with getting Christian Wood, right? Like they, they failed at uncertain on certain aspects of this for sure. And so now it's like, all right, well, Luca didn't make an ultimatum with the with the Mavericks. He didn't make a demand. But of course, if Luca's talking to Nico Harrison and Michael Finley almost daily, of course he's going to strongly indicate he wants the Mavs to upgrade the roster. It's just the before the February 9th trade deadline part of the report that they're denying. Right? Because what, what if Mark Cuban came out and said, Luca doesn't want the Mavs to upgrade the roster. He thinks that the Mavericks are, are perfect where they are. Luca doesn't think that. Have you watched him play? Have you watched his body language on the court in games when they just don't have it, when they're not hitting threes? Like, this guy wears his emotions on his sleeve. And it's a thing that we all love about him, that you love about Luca. The Luca magic, the getting in guys' faces, the not taking crap from anybody. That's what we love about Luca, that he's invested, that he wants to win no matter what. Him in the playoffs, going balls to the wall. That's what you love about Luca Dodgers. Of course he wants this team to be better. He didn't call for an ultimatum. And he, it's not like you have to upgrade it. It has to be this trade deadline. He didn't demand or make an ultimatum. Of course he wants them to upgrade the roster. Of course he does. So then it's it, you're left with, all right, what now then? If you believe that Luca is is talking to to Nico and Finley every day, and it's at a certain point he's talked about making upgrades to the roster, I think the Mavericks will be a little bit more uh, active than maybe we thought, right? I think that's what it comes down to. Is like, do you think that he is pushing them in a way that makes them uncomfortable enough to try and make a move now? And do you want that? Do you want the Mavericks to do that? There's two camps. There's the camp of. They can't waste another year of Luka. This season, like this team is not a championship season. We didn't think it was last year either. They over they over um, achieved last year. 
But if you think they can't waste another seat, they got to make a move now. Or you could be in the camp of they have to do a big thing. They can't just do a thing. They can't just go get Bogdanovich, Bojan Bogdanovich from the, from the, the Pistons for like a future 2027 first and like Davis's contract, right? If they go do that, is this team a title contender with Bogdanovich and the rest of this roster? They're definitely better. You'd feel better about the roster going into the playoffs. And with Luka, you never know. You never know what can happen, especially like last year. But they're not a title contender. They're not a, t- they're not a, a title favorite, at least. You want to go in knowing, all right, we have a roster that can contend with anybody. They can probably contend with anybody in the West. They're not beating the teams out East. <laughs> they're not beating the Celtics. They're not beating the Bucks probably if, when they're at full strength. Nets, if they get healthy again, they're a lot better, right? They're not beating those teams. And so then what is it? So would you rather Luca put the pressure on them to make a move now? Or would you rather Luca, you know, just keep pushing? Like, hey, keep I'm gonna keep pushing you guys to make improvements. And Nico Harrison and Michael Finley are like, we we gotta wait till this summer to make a big move. So if you want to team up with somebody, if you want to do a, t- a superhero team up movie with somebody, it's gotta be this summer. It can't happen this year yet because we don't have our picks blah 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 they're going to tell him all that and i'm sure that they have he's been involved in it and i wonder if him being involved and talking to them more has helped his understanding of all of it right it's a whole new system in the nba it takes years to learn the cap and all that kind of stuff and i wonder if they're they're helping him learn that too so that's what i've got that's what i took away from this whole lucas saga today we'll talk about it more tomorrow with isaac for sure so come back tomorrow if you want to hear that we will talk about coming next the dallas mavericks lose to the hawks what does it mean when the Mavericks get their wings back and they can't play defense. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I have, uh, I've ordered my own. They're so great. I love them. Uh, I'm waiting on the, um, my box of the brownie batter puffs to come in the mail. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 6 grams of sugar, and a bar covered in 100% chocolate with the marshmallow fluff in the middle. You'll love them. I guarantee that you'll love this bar, this bar specifically. It's the best one they have. They're available right now at Walmart. You can go get a couple of select flavors. You can go get select flavors at Sam's Club. You can also still go to the website. Try the promo code LOCK15. Try the promo code Locked On, And uh, you can get 15% off the site wide right now on their site. So go check it out. It's built.com. Go check out the Brownie Better Puff and all the other great flavors they have at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen today. We talked about the Luka rumors. Does he want the roster to be upgraded? What does that mean? We'll talk a lot about that tomorrow. But let's talk about this Mavs versus Hawks game tonight. Mavs lose 130 to 122. This was an Alice Mavericks game. This was an Alice Mavericks game where there's (laughs) there's no defense being played. None at all. No defense for the Mavericks. No defense for the Hawks really either, and the Mavs just couldn't just couldn't keep up with them. Uh, this is a, this is a talented Hawks team. They have not played well. They they have some weird issues. The Trey Young thing this year with his coach is weird. Him not showing up to a game is weird. There's just weird Hawks stuff happening. Um, they've got talent. They've they've always had this really talented roster. They've done all the all the things that Mavericks fans want the Mavericks to do. The Hawks have done. And have succeeded with getting DeJounte Murray in a big trade, uh, nailing the draft with John Collins and Aneka Kongwu and uh, trading for a big and Clint Capella and signing a big free agent with Bogdanovich. Like they've done all those. They've checked all the, their former front office has checked all the boxes. By the way, Landry Fields was at the game tonight. He's the new GM for the Mavs and he, or the, uh, the Hawks. And he was standing right 
behind me for like the entire game <laughs> talking to talking to another scout like the entire game i don't know what he was doing what they were talking about but they're just standing there talking and so the mavericks go into this game hawks score 40 points in the first quarter and you're just saying all right well i thought we had these guys back dorian finney smith starts josh green comes off the bench and plays good minutes in the first half and they just can't stop them at all they can't play any defense and the Mavericks go on one good run. They go on one really good run where the Hawks just couldn't get it together. Offensively, Mavs got a couple of stops. They go up by 10. This game stayed pretty tight. I mean, the biggest lead was the Mavericks by 10. That's the biggest lead in this whole game. So the Mavericks go on that big run in the third quarter. Big run. It's like It was like a 10-0 run. <laughs> That's a huge run in this game because of how tight it was the whole game. And then just slowly by the end of the third quarter, they just relinquish it back and they're down by one by the end of the third quarter. That that stretch right there, just the third quarter alone, that they couldn't hold on to that lead and keep the lead because they couldn't defend at all is the reason why they didn't win this game. You could point to a bunch of different things. You could point to, well, you know, they couldn't hit their, you know, they only hit 38% of their threes and the Hawks hit 50%. Okay, well, that's, they hit, oh, they missed six free throws, six free throws could have made a difference in this game they still would have lost even if they hit them all <laughs> the big difference in this game was defense the Mavericks couldn't defend anything Mavericks couldn't stop any kind of uh mid-range shot I mean DeJounte Murray went nuts in the mid-range 12 of 18 from the floor four of six from three that means what did he get he went eight of eight of 12 from two which is like all his mid-range stuff that he was throwing up which the Mavericks will allow their defense will allow you to take mid-range shots and DeJounte Murray is going to take them all they were really successful on Trey Young. He does all the things the Mavericks don't want you to do. Take threes, uh, get stuff around the rim, get the even like the the short mid the short um floater type stuff around the rim. They don't want you to get. He was getting he got a couple of those, but not many. He only took eleven shots in this game, and a bunch of them were late. And he went to the free throw line eight times. So he's he scored 18 points, but he really and a lot of those were just like free throws towards the end of the game when it was the Mavs were playing the foul game. They contained him pretty well, decently. But then he became a playmaker. He had 12 assists. I mean, he, he poses some of the same issues that, that Luca poses. He's not as good as Luca. I will never, ever admit that he is on, on this podcast. I don't think Brad Rowland on Locked on Hawks would admit that about Trey Young and Luca. We don't have to talk about that. But they made him a playmaker. He was. He kicked out to guys. And the Hawks made 50% of their shots. Jason Kidd said after the game, you know, he was talking about their defense. And he said, you know, uh, I think it was. Um, Brad Townsend asked him, how do you fix the defense? He said, if, if it's going to be this personnel, you know, we keep asking or demanding that these guys play defense. The team, the Hawks shot 57%. That's a shoot around. That's what Jason Kidd said after the game. He's right. That's a shoot around for that team. 57% shooting from the floor for the Hawks. That's not good if you're the Mavericks. And so you look at this team, like, all right, we finally got Dorian Finney-Smith back. Finally got Josh Green back. You got Bullock coming off the bench now. But that starting lineup of Luca, Dinwiddie, Wood, Powell, and then Dorian, like you're just not, that's not enough defenders. That's not enough quality good defenders to do anything against a really good team. Uh, our friend Iztok on, on Twitter from Slovenia, a uh, really good analyst on the Mavs, said the Mavericks haven't beat a competent team in a month. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know what? I think he's right. Now they've had those injuries. They feel like a, they feel like a real team again. And there's a report that Maxi could be back before the uh, before All-Star break or around the All-Star break, which would be a miraculous recovery for him, which you're hoping is true. So you're hoping that you get Maxi back for the last two months of the season or so. But this team's starting to feel real right now, but it has been a while since they've beaten a, like a real team. 
Um, even their seven game run, they didn't beat a re- they didn't really beat a competent team. Even in their seven game win streak, their last couple wins, Lakers, uh, Pelicans without their stars. You know, even the Knicks didn't have didn't have Brunson, didn't have R.J. Barrett for most of the game. You go back to Portland, December sixteenth. That was probably the last win the Mavericks had. That's like against a decent team, and then before that, it's like Thunder again, and then Denver. And then Phoenix, and you're like, okay, is Phoenix a competent team? I don't know if Phoenix is a competent team. You start going through, and this Mavericks team hasn't played, uh, hasn't beaten a real team uh, in a while. And it's because of this defense. They can't defend. This team cannot defend with the, the personnel they have. I found it really interesting that Jason Kidd said, if it's going to be this personnel, when asked, how do you fix the defense? He said, how do you fix the defense? Well, if it's going to be this personnel, you can chalk that up to whoever you want. Whoever you want on the roster. If it's going to still be, you know, Luca with these guys, if it's still going to be Christian Wood at starting set, if it's going to be Dwight Powell and Christian Wood starting together, like that, you know, that's not, that's not a good enough big man pairing to defend well against any good team. It's just not, which is why there's been so many people with concerns about Christian Wood long-term. He's just not good. He's not good enough defensively to stand up against some of these good teams. Neither is Dwight Powell. That's why the Mavericks had to upgrade at big. Now, I think Christian Wood could definitely be better than Dwight Powell. <laughs> I think Christian Wood has had some good blocks. He had a couple of good blocks in this game. He had nine rebounds and uh, one of them offensive, which is huge. He got called for a couple of dumb fouls in this game. There's some weird fouls. Scott Foster was on in his bag tonight just calling weird stuff across the board. So you can't put it all in Christian Wood for sure. But if it's going to be this lineup with Christian Wood playing a big part of it with Dwight Powell starting as well, JaVale McGee can't play. He plays three minutes, and you're like, he can't play. Two turnovers, you know, a dumb foul. <laughs> gets, a, gets a nice, like, uh, and one. And you're like, okay, cool. But you just, if you can't play him and Maxie's out, they're just going to – they're sucking wind at, at the big man spot, which is why Maxie is so important for this team. The Mavericks in the third quarter, they just can't get it done. They build up a 10-point lead, and then they relinquish it just almost immediately. Mavericks made a lineup change, and it just really changed the direction of, of the third quarter. Uh, Luke, uh, Christian Wood got called for. No, the, the Mavericks just it basically just, you know, it basically just changed. Oh, the, the challenge. The challenge took a lot of air out of, the, out of the room, too. So Mavericks are up by 10. Three minutes later, the Mavericks have to call a challenge. Another one. This is like the third or fourth game in a row. The Mavericks call a challenge because the ball goes out of bounds on Atlanta. It's pretty clearly Atlanta. And even if the refs didn't see it at the time, the replay on the video board played it right away. I mean, everyone in the in the building could see clearly off of an Atlanta Hawk leg. And so they say, the refs say, we didn't see it. We got to call a jump ball. They call a jump ball. And then the Mavericks are like, no, we can see it on this video board right above us that it's Mavericks ball. So they call a challenge. I don't think they should have called a challenge on that. I think Kid likes to get rid of his challenges early so the Mavs don't, don't like keep asking him and pestering him to call a challenge throughout the game. That's just a theory, but they challenge it. It's obviously a success. So the Mavericks get the ball back. And that was just a weird moment. And like a minute and a half later, the Mavericks are only up by one. Like it was just this weird moment. Luca chucked up a three. And then at the last second, Trey young goes coast to coast, throws an alley-oop to Clint Capella on a fast break. And then the Mavericks don't lead at the end of the third quarter where they went on a 15 to three run in the quarter. It's just bad. If you can't defend, you can't win games in the NBA uh, or hold on to leads. Like you have to hold on to leads, even if you can get it with your offense. You can't hold on to leads if your defense is that bad. So coming up, why was the defense that bad? Why couldn't they defend? 
What about Josh Green and Dorian Finney-Smith? How did they look in this game? What about Luka Doncic? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of all sports. You can go and see it right now. You can check out the NFL stuff this weekend. Love to play guest lines with Isaac. Ooh, the Chiefs are now a nine-point favorite against the Jaguars. That one, uh, that one went up a little bit. Eagles, seven-and-a-half-point favorite against the Giants. Uh, the Bills, five-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Bengals. Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point underdog. I'm interested to see how that game goes. That's going to be a really good one. That one's right during a Mavericks game. Right in the middle of a Mavericks game. So that'll be an interesting... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be interesting to see how that one's attended. But you can check it all out at Bet Online. You can check out baseball odds uh, for futures. They have, obviously, football, college football and all that. You can go check out uh, basketball futures as well. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen today. Let's get into this game. Why couldn't the Mavericks defend? Well, they can't defend because this team is this team's defense is all based on scheme and effort. Effort to carry out the scheme. You have to put in effort. We asked Josh Green after the game, you know, what's the what's the thing that the what's the biggest thing the Mavericks are, are dealing with defensively? He says, you know, I think it's communication. And so he talks about communication, how it's important to communicate on defense. You know, kind of like a, a normal basketball answer. So then later, Luca comes in, and I asked Luca. I said, "What?" Well, somebody asked Luca if, if you know, what's the biggest issue? Is it communication? And he said, "Yeah, communication is one of the issues." And then talks about some other things. And so later, I was like, "Hey, Luca, if if communication is the biggest issue, where does that start? Where does communication start?" And he said, "Well, communication is not the biggest issue. It's it's other things." It's energy and effort. Those are the two words he used. Then he kind of mumbled the rest. Of the, he kind of mumbled the rest of it. But it's true. This team has to put in effort, which is why, in big moments in games that matter, this team looks great. And in moments that don't, this team looks awful. It's because their defense relies on energy and effort. It's why in the playoffs they can go rattle off some really great looking games, or they just defend and look like they can beat anybody. And then they can lose to teams that you're like, this team should not lose to that team. And so energy and effort are two of the bigger things. It's big things because they have to rotate a lot because they have to cover for guys. When uh, Jason Kidd talks about personnel, like to change this, you have to have better personnel. You have to have better defenders that can hold their own, that can uh, fight through screens, that can block shots at the rim, that can alter shots, that can turn away shots. Like there are moments when DeJounte Murray is taking a floater. And if Christian Wood was a step up and in his face, that that shot doesn't happen. If he's Rudy Gobert, if he's uh, Nick Claxton, if he is, you know, uh, Jarrett Allen, if he is some of these guys in the NBA that can um, deter some of that stuff, if he's Walker Kessler, for God's sakes, <laughs> with Utah, if he's some of those guys and plays defense the way those guys do, it changes what this team could do defensively. And he's just not that. For better or for worse. It, it's for worse, but, you know, <laughs> for, <laughs> for whatever you blame him or not. Some of that, you, you just have to be great. Some of that, you just have to be a great defensive player. It has to just be part of who you are as a player. Christian Wood's great at a ton of things. He's not great at that. Dwight Powell's great at one thing. He's not great, he's not great at defense or defending the rim, really. It's been an issue for the Mavericks. The Mavericks tried to go out and address it with JaVale McGee. I saw a tweet. Uh, I saw Kirk Henderson retweet somebody. I didn't know who it was. And they said, you know, if the Mavericks could go out and just get one mid defensive rim protector if they could just go out and get one mid one like not even a great one not even a good one above average just mid just a mid rim protector then this team would be a 52 55 win team they said 
Guess what? Guess what? They did that. They thought they did that. They went out and got a mid defender in JaVale McGee. And he's just looked so much worse than last year. So another way the Mavericks went out and tried to do something, had the best intentions, and failed. I don't, at this point, I don't know if I blame the Mavericks for failing on JaVale McGee that bad. The Bucs wanted him too. It wasn't just the Mavericks. The, the Mavericks were competing with the Bucs to get JaVale McGee. So it's not like the Mavericks just got fleeced. Oh, they got fleeced by this guy. It was just terrible. He was good last year on the Suns, who were the number one team in the NBA throughout the regular season. And then what happened? And then he was going to get signed by the Bucs, who are supposed to be a title contender to this team. So it's so weird that JaVale McGee is this bad, but because he is and the Mavericks couldn't address and couldn't and didn't address it in any other way, their big man rotation is so bad defensively. It's so bad defensively. And Luca's being asked to do a lot. And Luca's a problem in this too, right? I, I, I talked about Christian Wood enough. Luca's a problem in this too. Luca will try hard on possessions for sure. But Luca's getting hurt here and there. And then he's like hobbling. And he's being asked to do a lot on offense. And so then he doesn't put as much effort. And then Spencer Dinwiddie tonight. He did a lot on offense. He took 18 shots. Good for Spencer Dinwiddie being aggressive. He took eight. So a lot is being asked of Spencer Dinwiddie. He's not the greatest defender either. He's big. Luca and Dinwiddie are both big. They can be in the right spots. They can move their feet quick, but they're they're not elite defenders or even great defenders or even above average defenders unless they put in a ton of effort, which is what Luca said. If you don't put in effort, then this team this defense is not going to be good. And if one part of the defense isn't good, the rest of it's not good. How many times this season have you watched the Mavericks? play some really good defense all up until the last second or an offensive rebound, which Hawks only got seven in this game. The Mavericks got 10. They, they had great effort on the boards tonight. Uh, but the last, like they played great defense for like 22 of the 24 seconds. And then the final second, they get a wide open layup or a shot or a wide open three or something like that, right? You've seen that a ton of time because it just takes effort. You have to be so locked in. And that's why it felt like this team was on a heater defensively in the playoffs last year because you have to be all locked in. It has to be everybody together, everybody on the same page. That's why Josh Green was talking about communication, but Luca was talking about energy. It's both. You have to be so locked in with this team to play the scheme that has to overcome for all these different obstacles they have defensively. They can still defend well. They just got to have the energy and the effort. And ooh, it's hard though. It's really hard to play defense like this, especially when you're running up and down. The Hawks have so many different weapons that can kill you on, on offense. You know, you stop Trey Young from taking a shot, and then all of a sudden the ball, like, zips over to DeJounte Murray, who steps forward and takes a mid-range shot. And you're like, wait, what just happened? I thought we just stopped this play. Nope. Two points. <laughs> Two points all the same. You stopped one guy, and it just went over to another guy. That's just what happens with the, with this team defensively. So they have defensive problems. It's bad, which is one of the reasons why I think the Mavs have to be a little picky with the second star that they get. They can't just go get, you know, a, a, another really good offensive player that can't play defense at all. Then all of a sudden you just have more of the same problems. This team can still score. This team has had a top five offense with Christian Wood and Luca and Dinwiddie. Like you can, and, and a couple shooters, you can do a lot offensively. Mavericks have slipped to sixth, but they're sixth offensively and cleaning the glass. They're 25th defensively now. Same kind of look as Utah. Utah is second, or uh, Denver. Utah too, but Denver is second in offense, 20th in defense. Like they have the same sort of problems. <laughs> uh, Portland, kind of the same way. Eighth in offense, 21st in, in defense. 
and then Utah, fourth in offense, 26th in defense. Like the, all three, all four of those teams have very similar issues and problems. And uh, yeah, they, Mavericks have to address those. I don't know if they can address them at the at the trade deadline or not, but defense. Wow, I just wanted a really long defense rant and didn't really talk about Josh Green and Dorian Finney Smith at all. But that was the big that was the big story tonight was defense. So I felt like it needed to it needed to have its moment. Um, Dorian Finney Smith and Josh Green. Dorian hit his first three. He missed his last five, but he had six offensive rebounds. Oh, Isaac Harris would be so happy that Dorian got that many offensive rebounds. He's the effort. He's the effort to get the boards back to where it needs to be, right? Where you're talking about, oh, the Mavericks getting killed. He's the guy that has to be the effort guy. You can see him at times clapping, getting guys back engaged. He's the vocal leader that the Mavericks had last year, that the Mavericks have been missing for a while, like weeks. Uh, he had three assists as well, and uh, went to the free throw line, had a, had a huge putback late in the game. Um, Josh Green had an awesome, awesome, like 10-minute stretch in the first half where he had... Um, you know, went to the free throw line four times, had a great assist with a wraparound pass. He had the offensive rebound, wraparound pass to Bullock, who cut. He had another, like, pump fake and drive and dunk in the second quarter. Just, like, really, really good Josh Green minutes. He only played 20 minutes. Um, he should be fine. He just had an, he had an elbow injury that he ran into, Grayson Allen. Uh, and so it was just a weird injury. He didn't think it would take as long as it did. But those guys, I thought, both did did well, considering they're coming back from injury. But it, it comes down to... They're good on defense. They can, they're not great enough to overcome some of the Mavs' defensive issues, and it's got to be everybody together. So little rust from them defensively, but they uh, the team just failed totally <laughs> together. Tomorrow we'll talk. Tomorrow we'll talk more about Luca wanting roster changes. What those roster changes could be. Why did Mark Cuban respond? Uh, what's going on with the mural guy? The mural guy went on the ticket with our friend Jake Kemp, and uh, it's really funny. <laughs> his his interview uh go go check that out if you are interested in some some funny stuff from jake kemp and those guys at the ticket and uh yeah go check out lockdown nba game to game every moment every moment every top performance every result locked on nba game to game on the odyssey app youtube wherever you get your podcast guys thanks so much for listening to locked on mavs peace out boom